Hi there. Welcome to Next Creator Up. My name is Aaron Prudell. Each week I speak with an emerging or established creator in one of numerous fields to explore their heart, mind, work, and process. Wherever you are in your creative journey, you'll get a number of tips and insights to help you get past your blocks and bring your ideas to life. Hey creators, before we get started, just a quick note. You can receive updates for the show, as well as special offers and exclusive content, including unaired lightning round Q&A by joining Creative Lightning. It's a free newsletter, full of little inspirational nuggets that could help you bring your ideas to life. Learn more and sign up at nextcreatorup.com slash creativelightning. Melissa Center is an LA-based actress and passionate creator with roots in Chicago and New York City. Her TV credits include Grey's Anatomy, Grimm, True Detective, and Masters of Sex. Her debut feature film, All I Want, for which she was a producer, co-writer, and leading actress, premiered at Dances with Films Festival and screened at the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema. It's now available on Amazon. Her short film, RV, for which she was the writer, producer, co-director, and leading actress, screened at numerous festivals, including Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema, where it won for Best Makeup and FX, and Chain New York City, where she won for Best Actress. In this episode, we discuss Melissa's journey through Hollywood, as well as the sacrifices she's made for her creativity, and why they were worth it. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed recording it. Without further ado, please welcome our next creator up, Melissa Center. Hey, Melissa, how's it going? Hi, good. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to have you on. Um, we, <laughs> this is, feels like it's been a long time coming. You know, we worked together briefly, uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, and uh, you were starting the journey with uh, making your uh, first feature film. Yeah. And uh, I, I knew in the back of my head that I wanted to start this podcast, and, and I was just really excited when both things actually happened to come true and that we are here together to talk today. Uh, it's such an inspiring story and I'm very happy to have you here. I'm so just thankful that you are including me. Um, I was just like thrilled beyond belief that you're A, putting this together for people and that I'm a part of it. So thank you so much for just your generosity and hard work and, and for having this conversation with me. Absolutely. So uh, to get the ball rolling, you know, what, what inspired you to become an actress and a filmmaker? Was it something that you've always dreamed of as a kid? Wow, um, that's such a huge question. Um, and I'd say, uh, gosh, I've always wanted to be an actress. Um, and I think the only thing I always come back to is... Um, my parents took me to see E.T. when I was like a toddler <laughs> and my older sister like cried because she was afraid and I was just transfixed. And there was just something about the magic of that that just captured my soul. Um, and I was always just like singing and dancing and putting on shows and I was a huge couch potato and <laughs> just loved consuming content and uh, watching movie musicals and I just like it was my life. Um, I'm I'm the only creative person in my family, but my I was always exposed to culture and theater and music and all of that, so it was like important part of my upbringing. Um, but yeah, I just I knew from a young age that it's just my it was my thing. Um, regarding being a filmmaker, that wasn't necessarily uh, part of my idea of what it would, what my kind of creative path would evolve into. But um, 
I think I'm pretty entrepreneurial. And so my need to be, to do, I'm such like a, I'm a doer. (laughs) (laughs) And so my, like as an actor, you're so at the mercy of so many forces that are just not logical and, you know, you're powerless. (laughs) Um, And so because I have this creative energy or force or whatever within me, I think there, it just like is a wonderful marriage of things for me to like have a platform to create. Um, so it was a bit born out of necessity in a way. Um, but also because I feel like I have stuff inside me that needs to be expressed and needs to be shared. Does that make sense? Yeah. Instead of like waiting for the role that feels like you, you can create that role for yourself. Yes, indeed. Uh, So, you know, everyone always gets caught up in the glitz and the glamour of uh, film life and Hollywood. But Uh what have you had to sacrifice in order to work in film? And on the flip side, of course, what do you feel you've gained? Gosh, (laughs) this this is a hard one. Um, It's a huge sacrifice. I'm not going to lie. It's, you know... I don't think I had any like false ideas of what a life in this industry would necessarily be because it wasn't my goal to like be a famous person. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't ever um, think like, or, you know, realistically think that that was my place. Um, But you, I think what happens is like you pursue this thing and it's not, it's not a straight path and there's no guidebook. <laughs> so you're like completely shooting in the dark. Um, and it's like, you know, you're guessing every step of the way and you're dealing with just a complete uncertainty. And so you just have to, you just have to kind of keep throwing shit to the wall, see what sticks. And then suddenly it's like years go by <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. Like, you know, the rest of my family has like, X, Y, and Z, or like my friends, you know, back at home have like, you know, X amount in stocks and like a house and like children. Um, And so that's, you know, that's like a tough thing to reconcile as you're like fighting the good fight, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So what, what do you feel you've gained from fighting that good fight? Um, I I do feel like truthfully like um grateful and blessed to every day to to be an artist and to choose this. I feel like I you know I could have very easily been uh like had a normal a quote unquote normal job at a law firm or like you know like gone to law school or like been in a a um straight up like business person and been hugely successful because I know I have that capacity. But for whatever reason, that like feels like some sort of death sentence to me. So um, I, I, I get to choose my life and that's hugely liberating. Um, and I'm a type of person that always needs a challenge. And so <laughs> I, you know, you, you get what you ask for. <laughs> um, and so that's a blessing. And you know, uh, I think there's magic along the way when you're doing this. And um, 
to, to the, the, the give and take process of what we do is such a beautiful thing. And, um, the collaboration aspect of it is such a beautiful thing. And I've met so many interesting people and been inspired by others and inspired others. Um, and I think it's like, you know, a lot of people take the safe route, but then they feel sad inside. Um, I did not take the safe route. Sometimes I still feel sad inside. You know, I feel like I have agency over my life. Um, and that is an important thing. Absolutely. So yeah. the, the uncertainty, and, and it sounds like to a degree, um, uh, the comparison have been large hurdles. Would you say those have been the biggest hurdles for you so far? Um, probably. I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person who just figures shit out. Um, and so I, you know, I'm faced with a challenge. And if I know in my system in my, my gut and my, like in my body that I need to do something, I just do it. Um, so that aspect of it is not a challenge. You know, my mom's always like, how on earth did you do X, Y, and Z? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just did it. <laughs> like I just figured it out. Right. So that to me is just part of what I do. And to maybe someone else, like, the execution of the, the films, for example, or whatever projects I'm creating, like that is such an unsurmountable task for me, you know, sure. I face a lot of resistance in, in creating, um, the, my latest uh, projects, but it's just like, I just do it anyways. I think the greatest challenges honestly have been like, uh, coming to terms with my life. Like, you know, growing up in, a, in an environment that is very different than an, artist, an artist's life and, and having to reconcile those things. Mm. So I want to switch gears a little bit here because I really want to talk about your film, All I Want. Um, I was at uh, one of the showings uh, uh, and it was, it was a, a fantastic and I really enjoyed the experience. Now, what's the story behind how All I Want got made? Gosh, so <clears throat> it was always a, a dream of mine to make a, a feature film. And I moved to LA and um, when I was in New York, I lived in New York for eight years and towards the latter half of that, I started to have this like creator's Thing brewing inside me and so I put together this web series and that was the first time that I like self-produced something major and so I I think I got bit by whatever that bug is mm-hmm. um and when I moved here I you know there was always in the back of my mind I want to make a movie it's such a dream come true I want to be in a movie right um and so I started to teach myself to write basically um, and, and was writing and, and ended up, uh, writing a screenplay that was fine, but not very good. Um, ar- around that same time, I, uh, well, when I first moved here, I, I was a part of this lab of artists, uh, actors mainly, um, but a lot of former New Yorkers, but people here who are really just in it for the right reason, right? But for the love of the craft to continue to explore, to build a community. And there's this kind of convergence of, uh, creative energy happening. And, and in my mind, I, I always thought, ah, I want to, I want to be able to create something for and with these people. 
So um, I think that desire coupled with something agitating inside me with my personal life um, created the, the perfect kind of breeding ground for this film to erupt. And so what happened was um, during this specific time I had come up, I was just, something was itching at me. I was chewing on this, like, how do I, I, I want to make something and what can I do? I'm not going to have, this is my first film. I, I'm not going to have a lot of money. What can I do in a single location with these specific people? That's going to be interesting. Um, and so I ended up coming up with this concept and calling a meeting with these colleagues and pitching it to them along with, you know, I was so open to other ideas because the, the most important thing for me was just to, to collaborate, you know, and to create something in an organic way with these people. But I think because whatever was kind of agitating my, my, my uh, system or my soul at that moment really just connected to them, they just latched on to this idea. And one of the um, people, Wes, said, hey, I'll, I, I want to help you write this. And I was like, huh, I actually didn't know that he was a writer. And so I asked him to send me a couple samples. And it was very clear to me that he had a keen understanding of structure, which is where I felt really insecure, to be honest. Um, and so we just started to get together and meet and just hash out what was what I had been kind of chewing on in my brain. And, um, you know, the idea was to create this this thing for these people. Um, so that was the, 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 the start of it. Um, and then, uh, came necessary for me to, uh, you know, move forward with, because what was kind of agitating me at the time was I, I moved here with someone. Um, we had been together for 10 years and there was just something that wasn't right. And um, I think I just needed to, uh, like, uh, I needed to answer questions. And I, I was struggling with it so much, um, to be honest. And I think that's what, like, you know, just how, how pivotal relationships are to our lives, right? And, uh, you know, see, searching for... Um, the right thing and, and the gray area of that. I think maybe that's what uh, my colleagues really connected to feeling that, that need to answer questions about what we were all really uh, dealing with at this phase in our lives. Um, so midway through the writing process, um, my relationship ended and that was very challenging. It was a 10 year relationship and, um, so in a weird way, if we're talking about creative process, it's like this story was like my subconscious way of processing stuff that I needed to process. Um, and then when, when we split up, it just was like, I need to, to do this, right? It was like, it, it, not only for my own personal healing, but more importantly, because I felt if I'm wrestling with all of these anxieties and questions and, and things, uh, I'm sure someone else is too. I'm sure other people are dealing with the same things. And I think film uh, and art is such a perfect place to explore those themes. 
And, you know, nowadays with movies, it's like people go see these superhero movies and like, you know, that's so much of what's going on. And I think it can be, and with um, how prevalent like Facebook and Instagram and all the social media stuff is, and everyone sees this rosy side of life, I think it can be very lonely and, and alienating for people who are like, you know, having challenges. And so I thought, if I can make this come to life and share it, then hopefully people, other people who are, who are, you know, just questioning the same things or trying to sort it out for themselves, like they won't feel so alone. You know, Absolutely. I think like nowadays we're seeing with diversity, right? That, that idea of representation matters. Um, and to see your experience reflected on screen validates your experience. Um, so that was the ultimate, you know, really motivating factor. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, there's a, there's a scene in all I want where the characters write down something that is not working in their lives on a mm -hmm. piece of paper and then they put it in a bowl. And of course the idea is that later they will burn that piece of paper and the problems will go away. <laughs> I, I thought that this was such a fitting scene and a metaphor for the film. Um, could you expand a little bit on where the idea uh, came oh, from this? <laughs> I'm trying to even remember where that came from. I know that the idea of um, let, let go, letting go, was such a strong bit of language and an idea for me. I think probably because I was having a hard time. I mean, I, you know, I was in, I was having a hard time letting go. Um, and so, you know, we, Wes and I were discussing like, okay, what, you know, what are the issues in, in our age bracket or whatever that, that people are dealing with. Right. And it, it, it seems like kind of an interesting way to, a little bit poke fun at the LA, like some of the LA uh, tropes. <laughs> yes, there, there was a little right? bit of that in there, yes. <laughs> right, so a little bit of that. Um, but also as a way for to hook into various um, themes um, and a way to anchor uh, the core uh, conflict, I guess you would say, of, of the story. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was really fitting, and and it's it's there in the trailer too, so you know how it really bookends the the ideas that are central and pivotal to the film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really I really like that. I thought it just so fitting. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you have, of course, the feature film uh, All I Want, and then uh, you've just been touring. Um, uh, to film festivals for your short film RV. I want to yeah. get an I want to get an idea right now, just in general, for when you start a creative project because you've been a part and, and have created so many different projects here. You know, when you start a project, what do the beginning stages look like for you? <clears throat> I think what happens to me, you know, some people. I, I feel like some writers, for example, you get up. You, you type, you write every day and like, that's your process. And you just write and write and write. Um, for me, it comes at, it, it's like a more of a spazzy, <laughs> spazzy affair. <laughs> so like I'll get infected by some sort of thing or like idea. And I just need to, to 
to like barf it out somehow. So, um, <laughs> so like with, um, for example, if we go back before uh, the, the films, uh, when I was mentioning the, the web project that I had created in New York, I just started to get really curious and intrigued by this like misconnection section on Craigslist. And it just was really like, it just captured my imagination. And I found myself like reading through these things and then my wheels start turning in my mind. And then I start to kind of, you know, it, it kind of like hooks me and then I just have to do it. And with all I want, um, again, I think it was like, I've always been inspired by ensemble movies. So in the back of my mind somewhere, I always wanted to make one. And I think it was just a matter of like the timing of, of, of the need, right. To express whatever inside was going, going on. And then once, you know, once it just became emotionally, um, charged for me in that way, it's like, I, I just needed to, to, to do it. Mm. And it, it, there's an impulsivity there for me, I think, um, that's the best way I can describe it. With RV, um, I wasn't really keen to just make another movie so soon. I mean, you know, we hadn't finished our distribution process for All I Want. And I just, you know, it's been a, it's been a challenging few years uh, for me. Um, but then the election happened and it was just so upsetting to me that, again, I just felt like the stuff inside me needed to be expressed somehow. And so it just, otherwise it just stays like locked inside. So the, it's like this match of this, this need. It happened to, you know, an article that I had written as a result of a kind of unsavory experience. Like it's just, uh, if something affects me, I, I'm a very uh, emotional actor and emotional person, <laughs> as you might have gauged. Um, but I think if something really affects me on a strong emotional level, it's like it needs to to, to take shape, to take form. Mm. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. So what happens of course for for any creative is uh you know there are times when you know you get stuck or creatively blocked or even frustrated what what helps you move forward when when you might feel stuck or creatively blocked um i think it's you know i've partnered for the past couple projects and i think that is helpful because you're either pushing someone forward or they're pushing you. <laughs> um, so I found actually uh, with RV feeling kind of resistant to kind of jump into something so soon, my creative partner was wonderful and really kind of pushing me to, to, to go through with it. So that was helpful. Um, I would say, you know, like anything, let's see. I try to have a fairly consistent meditation practice um, and that helps you understand that the time periods that feel like not inspiring, <laughs> <laughs> like you're just kind of in that, uh, like that kind of space is part of the thing, mm. you know? And so that, I think that helps because then I'm like, oh, okay, 
I think I've learned phases of my creative process. So it's like, oh, okay, I'm in that like eh, place, but that means that I'm just kind of brewing, like something is brewing. And at some point I'm going to need to do it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So you've just got back from the film festival for your short film RV. What yeah. was that experience like at the festival? So uh, it was great. Um, so we've had such a marvelous response to this film. I'm so beyond thrilled and proud. Um, of course, it's an extremely timely film, uh, given with what has been going on in our government and the conversations around you know, women's reproductive rights. Uh, so the, this particular film fest was Sidewalk Film Festival in Birmingham, Alabama. And it's a great fest. Uh, I was super excited to get in. People that I talk to who are filmmakers, they say, you know, this is in my top five, if not top three festivals of, you know, even compared to like Sundance or other, you know, more shiny brandy uh, names. So I was so excited. And I, I was, I, I thought Birmingham, Alabama, like, what is this place? I'm going to Al Alabama to <laughs> screen a movie about women's reproductive rights. How is this going to be, you know, uh, received? And I'd never spent time in Alabama. I just had no, no idea what to expect. And it was, it was, it was great. It was, um, there's so much history there. So that was such a cool thing to, to get a little taste of, of, uh, Birmingham and the surrounding areas. And, um, the people were so, uh, you know, the, the Southern hospitality thing is a, a legit thing. Um, <laughs> so they were so welcoming and supportive and, uh, there's just this artsy enclave there and that was surprising and wonderful. And it was cool to talk to people not knowing, uh, you know, where, what their political affiliations might be and where they might be on the side of like pro-choice versus pro-life. And just to be like, you know, I created this for this reason. I don't know, you know, your feelings, but here it is. Um, I felt connected on a human level to, to people from various, you know, uh, leanings. Um, I, I would say that the majority of the people who attend the festival are more liberal leaning. Um, you know, it's just kind of like the nature of the beast, but I kind of, you know, I didn't care. I was, I, I was just excited to, um, to share the piece and, 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 and see how it landed, you know? Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great experience. A lot of, a lot of parties. <laughs> I was so tired. I was, like, I, I was in New York for uh, like five days for a couple festivals there and then was back maybe for like a week, maybe a week and a half. And then, and then went back, went to Alabama and by the end, it was it was a very condensed trip, and they had us busy with things. I was just like, "Oh my god, I need a I need a vacation from this pseudo vacation." <laughs> <laughs> well, because RVs more than obviously just a short film uh, in a, in a festival. I mean, a, a lot of a lot of filmmakers they they make a short film to you know try to launch a directing career or an acting career or whatever it might be. But this is a very mission driven film. Indeed. What what are your plans for for the film and the message going forward? Great. So, you know, initially we thought, uh, you know, this is a conversation in the ether. 
Um, we'll, you know, do a screen at as many festivals as possible. And then hopefully we can, um, connect with educational organizations or, um, political organizations, and maybe they can use it as a tool. Well, um, I'm not sure, uh, where we are in our timeline, but, um, we decided that it was more important for this to be seen by as wide an audience as possible than to just you know, gain film festival credentials. So we decided to launch it online um, and in a, as, as powerful as a way possible so that we could try to build uh, virality around it. Um, you know, certain film festivals, uh, they don't care if it's already available online. Like I know Slamdance and Sundance, they don't care. Uh, so we figured, you know, if for the couple that, that it disqualifies us, it's worth it. Uh, because again, the, the, the meaning of this piece is to affect change and, um, to add to the conversation and hopefully impact people on a profound level. Uh, to, you know, I, I wrote this because I, I felt completely powerless after the election. I went to, you know, marches and made a couple phone calls, but I just felt like, what, you know, is this doing anything and what can I do? to, uh, make some, you know, make a difference or try attempt to, uh, so, so, so that's what this is. Um, so probably at this point it's available to watch online. Um, and you know, we're super jazzed about whatever buzz it's receiving and any feedback again, you know, people are very, very affected by this. Um, from the start, you know, from the first time that we screened people were like, this is an important film that needs to be seen and how amazing to get that sort of feedback. You know, we, we put this together in a single day. Well, there was a little bit of a thing that happened. I'm happy to get into it as we're talking about creative process, but, um, you know, we, we, we paid for it out of pocket. We just needed to do this to try to do our part. Um, and we're like, we hope we can, you just make something decent. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was having this conversation with Will, my creative partner, that that was kind of what we set out to do. And then the fact that it's it's gotten so much support and people are connecting to it so deeply is like, wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I guess we did OK here <laughs> with like this, you know, scrappy team and like nothing. <laughs> so for for the people who are listening what's what's the url they should go to to go check that out since this is online ah so rvshortfilm.org um all of the the film will you can link up to that on that film as well as you know information about um us uh you know stills all that kind of stuff and then um, if you're interested in supporting the endeavor and having it get seen by a wider audience, um, there's a link to our GoFundMe page, um, where you can help, help with, help that along. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So if you were starting in the industry all over again, what would you do differently? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> That's an answer in and of itself. Eh? <laughs> I don't I don't know how to answer that. Um you know, because it's like because every experience that you have is why you are where you're at in a way. Mm -hmm. Right? I would say like I wouldn't have 
I would have pursued other sources of income rather than waiting tables for so long. Because it's just hard. But that being said, through those experiences, I connected with people who supported my projects, right? right. Who were like factors for my projects or who like were cheerleaders for me or um, provided support in other ways. So that's, that's a gift. Um, but yeah, uh, probably maybe seek out, uh, mentors at an earlier age. I, I, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm the only one in my family who's like in the biz or like creative in this way. And so I've felt, you know, no one gets where they are by themselves, not at all. Um, but I've felt very alone along the way because I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go. So to have someone, you know, maybe take you under their wing from a younger age would have been helpful. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because you, you, I think mentors are great. Like you learn, you know, you learn from their, they can help help you with relationships and advice and and all that. So that would have been something I would have liked to have. Um, But I had my own version of mentors. Like my my acting teachers were extremely influential in terms of my character and like who I am as a human. And so they were mentors to me. Um, Yeah. I would say maybe those couple things. Mm -hmm. Um, So, a big goal of Next Creator Up is to share uh, inspiring, uh, you know, beautiful creative work. Um, so, what is something that you think is very shareworthy? It could be a book, it could be a film, a TV show, uh, an app, or some cool tool. Um, whatever, whatever comes to mind is something that you just, you know, touched by creation that you think is very shareworthy. And it can't be ET. <laughs> E.T. phone <laughs> I'm actually, I was looking, I'm in my apartment right now, and to my right is my, uh, the original E.T. doll that I had as a child that's now, like, that's vinyl skin has fallen off, um, but it sits in my room. My mom didn't, she couldn't, she, she didn't have the heart to throw it away. So it's, it, awesome, I awesome. still have it. Um, so to answer your question, I guess because I'm fresh off the, uh, back from the festival and I saw um, a couple of really interesting docs that I found equally compelling. And one was, um, I I, I made friends with this great guy, Mike, who uh, created some animations for this. He wasn't the filmmaker for it, but he was there representing the project um, because the filmmakers I think had to represent it somewhere else or they they had other responsibilities. Um, and this is helpful for creative, just add an anecdote. He met these makers, I think 15 years ago or something at the same, at Sidewalk Festival. So he originally met them then. And then 15 years later, they approached him about creating animation for this project. Wow. So, you know, that's awesome. And you never know in our, in our journey, right? Like how it all comes back. Um, but that, so that particular doc 
is called Rodents of an Unusual Size. <laughs> and I wouldn't have probably gone to see it had I not made friends with Mike, uh, just because, like, that's that sounds scary. And <laughs> <laughs> it also, so it takes place in Louisiana, um, and it's about uh, nutria. I don't know if you've heard of these things, but they're these ginormous rodents that were brought in from Argentina years and years ago, and they were initially... Um, used for furs when furs were a big thing. Um, but then uh, that collapsed because people were like, animal rights, right? And so there was a surplus of nutria and they're invasive. Hmm. So, and they're eating the land. And so the, the, in the marshy areas, the land is collapsing. And so obviously there's a, an environmental effect, a, ne a negative environmental effect that these are having. And then it, it hurts the people who, are, who live on those lands. So it follows people who, um, a, a few people, but who trap these nutria, um, they're basically incentivized to do so. And, um, so you get to see, you get to explore Louisiana from this, the people who love this land and from economic strata that, you know, they're not necessarily is the most educated, but, but they, um, they, this is what they do, right? And they have this beautiful attachment to their home and they have this beautiful connection to their culture. And so you explore like the Cajun community and, you know, you, you get into uh, some of the um, like Ninth Ward area and various facets of, of Louisiana. And it's done so beautifully. And given the fact that a lot of the subjects, aren't, again, aren't like the most educated people, they're the way in which they tell the story is so um, empathetic and uh, not once do you feel like uh, there's a hierarchy, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Right? You get to see just the spirit of these humans and of Louisiana, and it's so refreshing. And I just found myself, it's really entertaining and interesting, and I just found myself so... I just felt really grateful at the way that they uh, presented this. And I, you know, you fall in love with the, the spirit of these people. It's, it was really cool. Um, and I wouldn't have ordinarily just been drawn to that, right? Because I'm a city girl. <laughs> <laughs> so that I recommend. And then there was another documentary that um, is called, uh, I want to say Three Strangers. And it's so compelling about these triplets that um, were separated at birth and they reunite. They find out about each other when they're in college. They had no idea that they existed. Wow. And the adopt, they were all adopted by different families in the New York area at a specific adoption agency. The parents had no idea that there were triplets. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, it explores nature versus nurture mm. in a very profound way. And it's, um, there's a reason why they were separated and, um, you'll learn about that as you watch the doc, but it's, it's heartwarming and funny and heartbreaking and, um, challenging. And I recommend it. So those are two kind of different feels, but. Uh, films that you might not necessarily know of that are I found really inspiring. Awesome. 
There will be uh, links to those in the show notes for anyone who's interested in checking that out. Hey, everybody. Before we get into our lightning round, just a quick announcement. Did you know that we record additional lightning round questions with every guest who comes on the show? It's unaired and exclusive for our Creative Lightning newsletter subscribers. These quick Q&As were designed to elicit actionable insights to help spark your imagination and propel you beyond your creative blocks. We uncover favorite resources and books and tackle issues relevant to all creators such as how do you stay motivated when it's hard? How do you generate your best ideas? How do you know when an idea is the right idea? What do you do when you are creatively blocked? To get our guests' answers to these questions and more, join the free email list at nextcreatorup.com slash creativelightning. And now, on with the lightning round. These first two questions are just fill in the blank, kind of what comes, uh, comes to mind. So, I get my best ideas when... I'm agitated. <laughs> That's what came to mind. This well, is this is very uh, this is very uh, illuminating about my current state of mind. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, all right, next fill in the blank. I can't do my best work without air. Yeah, I think that's like the antithesis of the agitation, right? It's like you need you need a little space. So you need space to basically you need to be agitated, and you need space to sit with that agitation to make sense of it. Is that, is yeah. that yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Because like too much pressure is it, you'll like I feel like too much stress shuts you down, right? But there's a there's a weird alchemy that occurs. Yeah. Hmm. How do you invite your creativity to come out and play? <clears throat> hmm. I. This is something that. Because I'm. Uh, I'm very like driven and hardworking, I um, <clears throat> sometimes forget like that, that whole notion of play, <laughs> right? It's adulting. Like said, like, Yay. Adulting. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but I know if I um, connect to other sources of art or other sources of expression, like um, if I you know, listen to great music or decide to go dancing or see a great piece of theater or something, um, that turns me on. Yeah. Okay. What creatively inspires you? Connection. The, the pursuit, the pursuit of connection. And then the possibility of collaborating with wonderfully creative, smart people. Mm. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. How can people best learn more about you and what you're working on? Where, where, where should they go? Wow. Pro I mean, they can go to my website, melissacenter.com. 
and everything is kind of linked up on there. Um, so that's one way I'm also on the social media platform. So it's at Melissa center on Twitter or Instagram. Um, my Facebook page, like my fan page, <laughs> I hate that, <laughs> is, is um, the Melissa Center. And that's a, a joke that I had with an old friend from New York who used to call me the Melissa Center for all, all your shopping needs, <laughs> you know. Um, and then, yeah, so, so if you want to kind of just stay up to date with my, my stuff, then you're welcome to check any of those out. Um, and if you want to watch all I want, it's available on Amazon, um, for you to see. So please watch the film. I know particularly for your audience, I think many of you will connect to so many of the themes in the film. So I'm excited to, for you to see it and I'm excited to hear your response. So feel free to reach out, um, after the fact. And if you're feeling extra snazzy, leave, uh, of course, positive review <laughs> on Amazon because that helps us, um, you know, just stay top of mind, uh, for other people to find. Um, so that's that. And then, um, again, you can, uh, see RV on, um, rvshortfilm.org. It'll be on Facebook as well. There's a Facebook page for it. Um, RV short film. Um, you can probably hear my dog scout barking in the background. Well, hi, Scout. We, we, hi, Scout. <laughs> I feel like Scout should be asked a question. I know. <laughs> Scout, do you like the neighbors? They don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there'll be links to everything there in the show notes. Melissa, thank you so much. Like I said, it feels like it's been a long time coming, and I'm just... Uh, your story is very inspiring, and I, I'm really excited. Uh, you are essentially one of my first guests here, uh, and, and I, I couldn't be more excited to to have you on the show. It's It's been a long time coming, and I really appreciate it. My gosh, I couldn't be more just honored and, and like grateful. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, the best way to support us is by leaving a review on iTunes. This helps us reach a wider audience, which enables us to attract more interesting and inspiring guests for future episodes. And if you want to learn more about today's guests and to find the links and resources we discussed, check out our show notes at nextcreatorup.com and click on the link for this episode. <laughs>